Hello and welcome to this Legal Island podcast on employment law reforms in Northern Ireland in April 2021. My name is Mark McAllister and I'm Director of Employment Relations Services here at the Labour Relations Agency. So for all of you who work in the world of employment rights and employment relations, you'll be aware that April is a very important month in the employment law calendar. Not least because many financial limits and caps tend to increase every year in April. So it's pretty predictable in terms of being the old perennials. The usual suspects, of course, are things like national minimum wage, statutory payments related to the broader banner of social security, such as statutory maternity pay and statutory sick pay, but also caps on compensation for things like unfair dismissal and statutory redundancy pay. So April as is an important month for all of us to update and refresh your in-house material on what some people will call caps and limits increases. Be aware that not all of the reforms came into effect in April of this year, um, for example, national minimum wage. So it's normally stretched across the first week in April in every year, and there can be reforms within uh, different areas that are age applicability for national minimum wage uh, and reforms like that, which have changed. So be aware of this, and we'll walk our way through that as we go through the podcast. Also be aware of the, some of the nuances behind some of the less well-known areas, such as agricultural minimum wage rates and the current controversy uh, surrounding the proposal to abolish the National Agriculture, the North, sorry, the Northern Ireland Agricultural Wages Board, which is seen, for example, by the trade union movement as the last bastion of collective bargaining in Northern Ireland. It's already been abolished in GB, but not yet in Northern Ireland, but that looks to be pending. So what's this space? Also be aware of nuances uh, around the fact that in Northern Ireland and Great Britain, calculation methodologies are not the same, resulting in some core differences, such as things like calculation on the cap for a cap on a week's pay. For example, in Northern Ireland is now £566, but in GB it's £544. So be careful just in case you get into a habit of cutting and pasting from uh, GB reforms in Northern Ireland. There are noticeable differences. The Labour Relations Agency works closely with the HMRC to assist in getting Northern Ireland specific dedicated phone line up and running to address specific national minimum wage inquiries. And we hope to have that up and running by early summer. So without further ado, let's look at some of the financials that always happen in and around the the first week in April. That's national minimum wage, agricultural workers' rates, limits and caps. In terms of the national minimum wage, prior to April 2021, it was people aged 25 and over who were entitled to receive the national minimum wage. But from the 1st of April 2021, this applies to those who are aged 23 and over. That's 23. So now the national living wage, for 23-year-old and over currently sits at £8.91. The national minimum wage rate for 21 to 22-year-olds now sits at £8.36. The national minimum wage for 18 to 20-year-olds sits at £6.56. The national minimum wage for 16 to 17-year-olds sits at £4.62. The apprenticeship rate for the national minimum wage is now £4.30. And the accommodation offset per day sits at £8.36. So, they are the new rates that come into effect from the 1st of April in 2021, and that's across the UK as a whole, come on on the very first day of April. So be aware of that. Agricultural workers are slightly different. Uh, in Northern Ireland, they're entitled to the agricultural minimum wage rates rather than national minimum wage or living wage. Uh, no worker can be paid less than the national minimum wage or the national living wage, but some agricultural workers must be paid more than this because they're in a higher rate. So from 1st of April, 2021, the national, uh, the agricultural wages board minimum rates are as follows: Grade one still sits, or now sits at six pounds ninety-five. 
Grade two sits at £7.49. Grade three sits at £8.91. Grade four, which is a craft grade, sits at £9.58 per hour. Grade five, which is a supervisory grade, uh, sits at £10.09. And grade six, farm management grade, sits at £10.95. Now, as I said earlier on, you need to be very aware of this because there is uh, plans afoot to abolish the Agricultural Wages Board in Northern Ireland to follow what's happened in GB. And that's not without its controversy. So uh, we come this time in, in 2022, we may not have a national, uh, uh, nationally agreed rates for agricultural workers any longer. So just keep an eye uh, and we'll, we'll bring you up to date with those. Other changes that have occurred during April are the changes to what are referred to as caps and limits. So these will be familiar to most uh, practitioners uh, in terms of things like statutory family leave payments. So from the 4th of April, 2021, the rate of statutory uh, maternity pay, paternity pay, adoption pay and shared parental leave pay uh, is now £151.97 per week with a minimum earnings threshold of £120 per week and that's important. Now in GB that same rate that £151.97 also relates to parental bereavement pay but that's not yet in effect in Northern Ireland and I'll come back to that before the end of this podcast. Other important changes in regard to limits and caps is obviously things like statutory sick pay. And from the 6th of April, the rate of statutory sick pay increased to £96.35. Pence. Again, with a minimum earnings threshold of £120 per week. Uh, other important reforms that came into effect on the 6th of April were the financial award compensation for unfair dismissal. It increased on the 6th of April to £89,669. And in terms of the calculation for a week's pay, the maximum amount of a week's pay for calculating statutory redundancy payments and various other awards, and including the basic award for unfair dismissal, increases to £566 per week. Okay, and again, be aware of the difference in GB. Different methodologies for calculation mean that GB is £544 per week. So just be aware of some of those, um, those key changes. Other changes that come into effect uh, on a UK-wide basis uh, in, in uh, relate to IR35. Now, I know Seamus McGranahan in various other podcasts has talked at length about IR35, and it's an important piece of tax legislation that cuts across uh, employment law and especially in and around misclassification of gig workers and the Uber decision and all of the other decisions that are that are, that are about to uh, spin out from it. So what I would say in, in, in basic summary terms is the reforms to the IR35 rules on off payroll working in the private sector come into force on the 6th of April again. The, the rules are aimed at reducing tax avoidance for contractors employed via personal service companies or PSCs. The responsibility for assessing whether the IR35 rules apply to contractors moves away from the contractor and instead to the engaging business who must issue an employment status determination and these are not without their controversies. So from the 6th of April 2021, all public sector clients or medium or large size private sector clients will be responsible for determining a worker's employment status. This includes some charities and third sector organisations. If the off payroll working rules apply, the workers' fees will be subject to tax and national insurance contributions. So as I said, that's not without its controversies because obviously there will be people who are genuine freelance and they are uh, um, 
very happy with their contractor status and there are other people who will not be happy with their contractor status and therefore their, a decision has to be made with regard to their employment status. So it's a really significant reform. Ostensibly it looks at tax law but it's more it, it relates very much to the whole notion of this disguised employment and gig workers and whether someone is genuinely in, an independent contractor in, in terms of self-employment. Um, and this has to be examined because this has been the hottest topic in employment law for the last five, six years and will continue to be in our now that we're living in a, a post-Uber decision environment. So uh, as I said, Seamus McGrenlin in previous Legal Island podcasts and webinars has talked at length in those about IR35, so well worth a listen to those. Other changes that are just afoot um, within the coming weeks uh, that you should be aware of. Changes in May, on the 31st of May, we're going to have changes uh, in relation to our health and safety legislation, well, health and safety related legislation, which is enshrined within our employment rights uh, order. So on the 31st of May, the Employment Rights Northern Ireland Order 1996, Protection from Detriment in Health and Safety Cases Amendment Order, Northern Ireland 2021, quite a mouthful, comes into effect and this gives effect to the judicial review taken by the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain uh, to effectively uh, give legal effect to workers being entitled to be protected from detriment in health and safety related cases and have access and be protected under, under the various health and safety legislation that relates to things like PPE. Uh, again, not without their controversies in the context of, of coronavirus. So this is an important reform which will come into effect within the next five weeks in Northern Ireland and will extend the detriment rights um, um, to workers rather than simply employees. The employee rights can be found under Article 68D uh, of, the, of the 1996 order. And these are the, 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 the areas of law that, that came up in, in, and were put into sharp relief in the context of the COVID um, crisis because when people were going to be in, going to be asked to return to work. There was issues with regard to uh, quality of PPE or the lack of social distancing or there were you know, insufficient um, hand sanitizing provisions. And then the question mark arose whether or not these constituted a serious and imminent danger under the health and safety related detriment rights in legislation. So that, it's, it's still a very contemporary theme. As we see COVID restrictions starting to be relaxed and people now returning to work and organisations getting their, their houses in order, certainly in the public sector, uh, with regard to people returning to work. Obviously, there may still be fears in relation to the safety of work environments. So employers need to be very, very well versed in Article 68D in terms of someone, if they do have uh, genuine concerns, which are fact specific regarding whether or not the work environment represents a serious and imminent threat and danger to them. Um, so that's that's still a very, very contemporary theme, even though we're slowly but surely working our way out of lockdown. Uh, and another important change that may happen in, in, in the early summer, and I put the word may in inverted commas, um, there's a possibility that uh, the reform of the law in Northern Ireland and parental bereavement leave will come in in June of this year. Uh, and it looks to be a mirror reflection of what's happening in GB. We don't know any more details at this stage, but it's important to note that that might be around the corner for you. So reforms in terms of health and safety and employment rights and parental bereavement leave look likely to happen in May and June. Over and above that, there are no plans to have any uh, significant employment law developments in Northern Ireland um, over the summer. Uh, so uh, when we get word of, of developments that are going to occur, we'll let you know. So as soon as we know, you'll know. 
but from me, Mark McAllister, Director of Employment Relations Services here at the Labour Relations Agency, and on behalf of Legal Island, thanks very much for listening and speak to you soon.